You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the OKC82 Podcast. This is Madison Morris. I'm alongside Connor Ayubi. Hi, yo, Connor. yo. And Brady's here also. He's doing a little bit of filming for us. We're going to change things up a little bit tonight. Stay quiet, Brady. Quiet. Yeah. We put Brady in the corner, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, interesting night on this Friday evening here in Oklahoma City. The Thunder had another rematch with the Los Angeles Lakers. They did fall to them on Tuesday night, and tonight, no different, folks. They ended up falling to the Lakers at 130-127. to 127. It was quite the exciting game inside the peak. A lot of Lakers fans there, a lot of Thunder fans there. It was a good night for a Friday night in Oklahoma City, wouldn't you say, Connor? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it started off early with uh, a lot of Lakers fans being pretty loud, kind of interrupting the you know defense, defense chance with their screams, which was really annoying. But Chesapeake turned it around, especially in the second half, and so did the Thunder, keeping it really close with the Lakers all the way down to the wire. Uh, and I think that the crowd kind of picked it up, got a little bit of energy behind this team. They had a rough start to the second half, but at around the six-minute mark in the third quarter, they went on a big big run, and then they kind of kept it close all the way down to the wire. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a fun night in OKC. Uh, it's a tough loss, but honestly, this was a this was a fun game all around. Even though we didn't get to mark it up in the W column. Yeah, I mean, it it really was a fun game just because it was a very high offensive game for both teams. It wasn't like one team kind of fell to that and had a better like defense game and then another team had a better offense game but lacked on the defensive or the defensive side. No, not really. It was more of like the Thunder were getting the shots that they were wanting. They were utilizing a lot of guys. I believe six guys finished in double figures tonight Mm -hmm. for the Thunder, which was great for them. Uh, But Los Angeles, obviously full of just like the utmost talent. That comes from the basketball world, and they showcase that big time tonight. Yeah, they are just absurd, honestly. This is uh, the first time that I've gotten the privilege of watching LeBron James in person, and it's just it's insane, honestly, the things mm-hmm. that this man does on the basketball court. And, uh, yeah, having him and Anthony Davis together, it's it's kind of ridiculous. You never know when something's just going to pop out of nowhere and just like the most insane basketball play you've ever seen. There was one where, he, where LeBron kind of grabbed a rebound and just – launched a full court alley-oop pass oh, to yeah. Anthony Davis that was nice. who tipped it in backwards like yep. I, I it didn't make sense at all while I was watching I didn't I didn't understand what I was seeing with my own right. eyes I didn't believe it and they make that stuff look regular they did it multiple times throughout the game with just some insane dunks insane plays all around honestly what was crazy is that shot didn't even count I think Anthony Davis still got to shoot a free throw and he yeah. made that one but it didn't even count and I was like what man I I know that I cover the thunder but I almost wanted that shot to count because it's, it was too beautiful not to yeah it was just he deserved insane it insane court chemistry between those two it, it really did and they they those two, they really just click together on the court at all times. Uh, LeBron, obviously, still the best, one of the best, if not the best, to uh, do it in the game right now, even at his slightly more advanced age. And he just, the way that he sets up teammates with his passing, uh, he's able to find guys in the weak side corner so easily, throw it over the top of defense, hit cutters. Um, and the way that him and Anthony Davis work together, it's kind of a match made in heaven. Like they, it, the chemistry between those two is really just uh, it's it's pretty beautiful to watch. Honestly, no, it really is. I hate to gush over the Lakers, but they they came in and performed, and they they made they were really entertaining this game. Oklahoma City was too for sure, but uh, the Lakers were the ones that produced the most most like ooh and ah moments. I would have to say. No, probably, and good thing because I feel like the peak was half full of 
Lakers yeah. fans. Uh, they were but, Warriors fans last year. So. But now they're Lakers fans because that's the hot topic in California. But uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about the Thunder since... The hot topic in California. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What's the hot topic in California? There's a, probably a, a lot. Probably a fire. There's a wild fire. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a wildfire. <laughs> Thank you true. for that, Brady. Yeah, that's the voice of Brady Trantham oh, back God. there. Gotta stay fire aware. Stay fire aware, like Smokey the Bear says. Are these mics gonna be picking up what you're saying? No, probably. There's um, like a little bit of a sound wave in there. He'll get he'll get the tiniest bit on there. I hope for your sake that you don't have to listen to this just rambling <laughs> from the back corner. I'm going to listen to it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your contributions, Brady. He said he's going to listen to it in the shower. Absolutely. So. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's really the only place to listen <laughs> to OKC82. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to it anywhere else right now, I recommend you put us on pause, drive home. Get in the shower. Draw a, either a shower or a nice warm bath. Dude, get some bubbles in there. Baths are gross. <laughs> you're sitting in your own filth. Cleanse yourself in the waters of the OKC82 insights do it exactly why not but i guess we should actually give a little insight yeah oklahoma city now we have <laughs> we've gushed over the lakers a little yeah, bit we got the lakers I'm, talk I mean, out of the way can you blame us they have some crazy wicked talent in uh lebron james they even had uh guys like danny green showing out guys like kyle kuzma he had a pretty good game despite being one eye short and it was it was just a good game overall but on oklahoma city side Kind of what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, six guys finished in double figures tonight. It was all five starters plus Dennis Schroeder off the bench. I think Schroeder had like 13. Yep, 13 for him. He had 13 to finish with, which is kind of kind of crazy to say because he finished in double figures, but it was still a little bit more of a quiet night for Schroeder, yeah. except for a, a, a touch of controversy in there, uh, oh, which definitely. I thrive on. Yeah, he, he was mostly cold for the night. Uh, he went 0 for 5 from the three-point line, not too great from the field either, even though he finished with those 13 points. But he heated up for just a little while there. Actually, twice he got oh, into he got some uh, some big scuffles with Rajon Rondo, who we all know. He's I think an absolute troll. Oh, oh, he totally is. He gets into it with everybody. Uh, and I, love I, th- it. I think he gets to have a little bit more fun with it now because he knows that, like, oh, if I get ejected, I'm on the Lakers. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, they, he's a Laker man. They don't really need me. So yeah, they they got into a scuffle uh, at first. I think it was like scuffle. a scuffle. Yeah, Schroeder came over to try and I think help up Anthony Davis who had gotten knocked over, and Rondo yes. Rondo like pushed him out of the way. Like no, that's, that's my, my teammate. You're not touching him. Which I thought I'm okay. Listen, I love the pettiness of the NBA. I really do. I'm the first person 100%. to admit it. However, that was like really petty. That's next level it was petty. Like, okay, so Dennis. <laughs> He first was trying to help out. Um, I don't know. He was uh, trying to help out another guy at first, and then I he was trying to help out Caruso, maybe. Yeah, uh, no. So it was Caruso. It was, yeah. He tried to help out Anthony Davis at first, and Anthony kind of like eh. brushed him off. Like I, he was like, I don't, need I don't you. really need you to help me out. And then Dennis later on goes over to help out Alex Caruso. That's what it was, yeah. And that's when Rondo steps in and kind of booty bumps him to the side, and Dennis. Like I don't even want to know what Dennis said. Because Lots they got, of German curse words. Yeah, they both they picked up a double tech on that one, and so obviously I don't even want to know what was said on that. But. I really do, honestly. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny because they Probably were like, "Turn your hair gray, Connor." <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, you know they were getting up in each other's faces, and it was like, he, "I love it." Shooter, shooter was about to inbound the ball, and they just would not stop they talking would not to shut each other. Up. The ref yeah. was standing in between them, like trying to like do the 
like block their vision. That so that poor guy's ears. I know, just they getting are bleeding. Right, with right. German off. curse words. Yeah, so <laughs> they got the double technical there, and then later on in the game, uh, what, so the play. What, what really happened? I don't even honestly? know really what happened. All I saw was all of a sudden Dennis was clutching his man area, and I said, "Oh shoot! Oh no! Oh he no!" He just got Draymond Green by Rajon Rondo. Yeah, it, it wasn't quite as bad as uh, not quite as explicit as Draymond, but oh, Rajon. God. Rajon did come up to him a little bit and give him a give him a bump and he uh, gave him a bump. All yeah, right. <laughs> they were they were coming on the court. He kind of gave him a, a light hip check. Might have caught him in the in the manhood a little bit. Ouch. And uh, Schroeder Schroeder didn't really like that. So you know, NBA players are actors too. They're here for entertainment. And he had to he had to sell it a little. I bit. I was entertained. Yeah, and so they uh, it <laughs> they, worked. They went to the replay replay for a very long time. Decided it was worth a flagrant foul, and that uh, that got. Rajon Rondo sent to the locker room and bye bye. He didn't even leave for a little bit. He was like no, trying to debate the round. call. He was like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to this ref. Now yeah. I'm gonna go talk to this ref. Now I'm gonna go talk to LeBron. Now yeah. I'm gonna go back to Schroeder. Now I'm gonna go talk to Billy Donovan. Now, okay, I guess I'll leave the court now. And I was like, dude, <laughs> he went you just to got Bron. ejected. Yeah, like, get out of here. Just leave. They're just not. Gonna, the they're court. not gonna overturn it. Be like, oh, actually, you know what? Never mind. You can. You can. Oh, stay. never mind. You just said really horrible words in my face. Like, yeah, I'm gonna let you stay in the game. You know now. what? Get out. Dude. As long as you apologize. Apologize. Say you're sorry to Dennis Schroeder. I think we can let you play. Hug, hug it out, out. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hug, hug it out. out That's how these out. NBA feuds need to be settled, honestly. I mean, yeah, I, I'd be into it. But yeah, so a little bit of some... Uh, Chippiness. Chippiness. That's exactly the word I was looking for. I was like, some triggeredness? I don't know. Yeah, definitely got a little bit chippy out there on the court tonight. I love it, especially for a Friday night against the Lakers. So there was that. Um, however, yeah, kind of what Connor was saying. Dennis didn't really get, get it going offensively tonight. I don't know if that would have, like... I mean, in a technical sense, yes, it would have helped the Thunder since they only lost by basically three points. But Dennis kind of being a little short off, uh, short from the offensive side... Kind of sucked, but I mean, you did have guys like Steven Adams who really stepped up tonight, and I mean, on Tuesday, he picked up two points in Los Angeles yeah. tonight. He picked up 22, and so I really think he kicked it into gear tonight, Billy Donovan was saying beforehand um, that Steven right now, his minutes aren't being restricted. He's not necessarily being watched. The big thing with him is just seeing how he feels and putting him out there if he feels right and um, just kind of feeling him out on the floor and just what's going, what's going wrong, what's going right, and so... Apparently, a lot was going right for him tonight because yeah, he's sure. doing a good job. Uh, picked up six boards. He had four assists. He was, I mean, he was just playing a lot better than I've seen him play basically all season. Yeah, I, I would say on the offensive end, obviously, this was probably one of his best games. Best games, just because you know his season high before this was thirteen points. Like, nice. I, I think that was what he averaged last season was somewhere around thirteen points, and uh, to this point, that's been his high. So you know, he's been a little knocked up. He's finally getting back into it. Knocked up. Oh my God. Chill out, Stephen Adams. Is... I knew it. <laughs> no wonder he's playing like little kiwis everywhere. It explains There's everything. Oh, uh, wait, kiwis. wait, 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 wait. Can Stephen Adams get pregnant after the whole Draymond Green incident? Well, well he's neutered. In modern science, you know, I don't think that it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So there will be. Might be. You never know. It's possible. I don't want to. I That's don't want to judge. Been, uh, minute restriction. Uh, did, did you guys? You guys were in the home locker room. Did you ask him? We should have. Uh, why did you ask him if he was pregnant? Wasn't made available, Connor. Uh, Adams, we've noticed a little belly from you. Uh, <laughs> can you talk about that? So what's going on? What's Connor going on? has first reported here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa, the OKC82 <laughs> podcast that Stephen Adams is indeed pregnant. I wonder what we are in Guyman. Are we 107.7 out there? What Shoot, is Guyman? No. Guyman is a 
Guyman is way up there. Shout out, to the Shout out, Guyman. Shout out to the Panhandle. Shout out to the Oklahoma Panhandle, the most beautiful place on earth, I assume. Talk about, uh, talk about the Pacers City editions. The uh, wh- why? Garbage. Stop bringing. They're it. not that bad. I mean, Brady I... wants us to talk about the Indiana Pacers for some reason. We don't need to talk about them. We got blown out by them. It's a long. It's that is long gone. They released their new city edition uniforms, which are incredibly clean. You know, right. inspired by uh, the racetrack vibe, the Indy 500, if you've uh, heard of it. That's what that is. Yeah, it's the it only thing sense. that Indianapolis has going for it, apparently. So that's that's what they design all their jerseys based off of. Brady hates it for some reason because I think they are an incredibly clean look. I don't. And now he's going to come up and get in my face on this stuff. And I'm just going to keep <laughs> talking. Just keep talking, Connor. Just keep it rolling. He's not there. Okay, so back to the actual game that occurred tonight, not the Indiana Pacers city uniforms, not Brady (laughs) trying to mess with us uh, off air. Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Like we said, this was a big season high for him. He finished with 22 on 9 of 10 from the field, so he wasn't really missing much inside. Uh, I do have to say that obviously Steven Adams is a guy that's not really creating a lot of his own offense. You're not dumping it into him in the high post and letting him – you know, try and have a face-up game and take a guy off the dribble. He's not really doing too much posting up down low where you just dump it in him, let him kind of go at a guy until he can pound his way into the rim. But he's getting a lot of his buckets set up by other players. That's the type of guy that he is. That's the type of guy that he's always been. Um, And tonight, I was really happy to see kind of, it seemed like a step forward in terms of chemistry that he had with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and with Chris Paul especially. Um, They seemed... They've seemed in past games, you know, Steven Adams hasn't had the big point totals, but I think in large part that is because they haven't really gotten a full feel for each other yet. Right, yeah. We don't see a lot of those lobs to Steven Adams where he, no. you know, comes off of pick and roll and just goes up and gets it and dunks on a guy. Um, and we didn't get much of that tonight either, but the pick and roll was really, really clicking. They were, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is really, really good at being patient with the ball, getting deep under the rim, and then waiting for the defenders to react in such a way that there's an opening. Yeah, uh, He's able to get his shot off that way. He has a lot of trick shots with his scoop that he does. He's got a nice little fadeaway that he hit a couple times tonight. And his passing is the same way. He was able to create a lot of looks for Steven Adams crashing to the rim. Even Mike Muscala was getting some action doing that Yeah, he well. was. Yeah, Steven yeah, he was. Muskie getting some action. We Muskie love it. Muskie getting some action. Well, that was in large part. Uh, so we failed to mention, but I'm sure you guys have already uh, heard the news that Nerlens Noel was out tonight due to some sickness. Down with the sickness. He's down Ooh. with the sickness. <laughs> I think yeah, I think the... Uh, Who is that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, System of a Down? If you saw Jerry Denny, you'd be deeply disturbed. Disturbed. That's it. Wow, that was good. (laughs) Yeah, I would be disturbed. But, um, yeah, so Nerland's Noel came down with some sickness. Probably has a little little stomach bug or something. Poor Uh, guy. That sucks. Get the flu shot, kids. We got Hamid Diallo back, though. Yeah, they they played Hamid Diallo tonight. I thought he did really well. Um, He did score in double figures. He had eight points, though. And I thought that was a good, like, first game back for Hamid after being out a couple. His minutes were a little lower than normal. He averages averages about 22, 23, and he only got 15 tonight. So, you know, they're still easing him back into it. Yeah. uh, And that's not a bad thing. Although, what what happened? Yeah, so he he went down. Did. Brady, did you guys ever get any confirmation what happened to yeah. Hami? Did he ever come back? Let's hear it, Brady. Insider, Brady Trantham. I asked Billy about it, and he didn't have any update because he coaches the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he also didn't know if it was the elbow that he had surgery on over the offseason, but I think it is. 
that's Brady Trantham for you right there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> Thunder Insider. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Hami took kind of like a weird fall. What was that in the third well, quarter? Well, it was, so what happened was LeBron James he, like body smashed got kind of pissed off, I think, and he drove directly at him, kind of put a shoulder into him. I mean, I would drop dead if that happened to yeah, me. Yeah, no, like most of us, any, any one of us, if we took a hit from LeBron James. I would die. No, we, we'd actually be deceased. I would be broken. Hami is still alive, we think. Luckily, <laughs> can't uh, confirm. Can't but. <laughs> confirm, uh, and I'm gonna feel really bad if he's not. But Hamidou Diallo took a big hit from LeBron. Uh, in the process, his arm kind of got pinned against his body. It seemed like, and then it sort of flailed and hit some other people. He crashed to the ground and started like he went rolling like, oh, around in pain. Yeah, uh, he was going off and on of his, on his back. Uh, it looked like he was holding his elbow. Yeah, I got worried at first that it was gonna be an issue with his knee again, which is what he's recovering Ugh. from right now. Uh, but like Brady said, it may have been the elbow. That's his insider theory. Yeah, he was uh, no holding that right arm. That. Just like basically the, the whole arm was just kind of like squeezed into his chest from his elbow. Yeah. But his arm was just kind of limp. And then he just took off sprinting to the locker yeah, room. Yeah, as soon, as soon as he got up, he ran right in the locker room. And he we have and that's how not heard of him. Diallo died. Sad. Rest Seven. in peace. Well, we, we never saw him again. So. We never saw well, him again. Yeah, he may have just rode off into the sunset. sunset. Yeah, he's probably, probably on a farm. To go get a burger. <laughs> he's off in the panhandle. Aw, what so a good sweet. teammate. So sweet. So, yeah, Hami did take kind of a hard fall tonight from uh, King James. And, you know, I would probably be broken and dead if that happened to me. So, <laughs> Hami able to sprint off back to the locker room. That's a little bit of a hopeful sign. I guess we'll have more updates for you later on. Um, but, yeah, so. Tommy definitely had some minute restrictions, got a little bit hurt. There was just a lot of, not like hard playing tonight, but it like some physical. Oh, definitely. It was just very physical out there. It was very athletic. Yeah. And I think the Thunder, they didn't necessarily like take a beating on the physicality standpoint, but oh my God, like. LeBron's the Lakers terrifying. have some big boys. <laughs> they have some big boys. They yeah. have JaVale McGee out there. Uh, they have. Dwight Howard Anthony when he's Davis, out there, he's a big boy. LeBron, and I mean, obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron James, if they Kuzma's just stared at size. me, like I yeah. would probably drop dead. No, look, there was one play that LeBron had that was one of my one of my favorite plays of the game because he he tr- he had Danilo Gallinari on him on the perimeter on the mm-hmm. right wing, and he decided, okay, I'm gonna ISO this fool because you know he's <laughs> he's, he's white and, and slow, and he there's no way an he can Italian. Stand an Italian, and I LeBron hates the Italians is what yeah, we're trying to say. So he gets to Danilo Gallinari on him. He remembers that an Italian killed his grandfather, so he has to get his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and he decides to My go. Lost a leg. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and he decides to go into all these like fancy dribble moves. He wants to get him on this like highlight crossover. He goes in between the leg, behind the back, spinning all over the place. And Danilo's just kind of staying in front of him. So LeBron gets pissed, and that's a terrifying sight. He charges. Yeah. Full speed. He backs up a little bit so he can get his speed up, charges fully at Danilo Gallinari and just bodies him. And they called the uh they called the charge on LeBron. So yeah. it had gone a few ways in the in, in throughout the game. LeBron gets a lot of those superstar calls, which okay, he's LeBron. Like I can't complain about that too much. He's the goat. He's he he is the goat. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna I'm not I can't pick a side in this argument what? yet. I want his career to be finished before I ultimately crown him versus MJ. But okay. that is that's a big discussion. You know, <laughs> I've, had the, I've had that discussion with two people tonight. Yeah. Two you, people you're try, and trying I, to figure it out. So here's my thing. I took the side of LeBron because 
I enjoy his off-court character as much as I enjoy his on-court performance. You don't love MJ, the gambler, the... The womanizer. The womanizer, the, the greatest womanizer. teammate of all time. I don't think I do. Oh, okay. I well. enjoy LeBron James because of the things he does for his community. I enjoy that school that he opened up and the fact that he is still with this high school sweetheart that he has three kids with. And he has never once been a part of a scandal. Yeah, that has so much to do with his skills on the basketball I'm court. Come on, his Madison. Character okay. to coincide with his on-court performance. Okay, the greatest combination of basketball skill and being a good guy. Being a good <laughs> LeBron gets bonus He's a points good Samaritan, for that. Samaritan, Connor. He's definitely a good Samaritan. He'll, that's, he'll, that's why I choose him. You know what? I'll give him the check mark in that box over MJ. I'm ready. I'm well, ready to... I'm still waiting to see Space. Space Jam 2. That's the real measurement. That will be my like final deciding factor because I love Space Jam. Yeah, I don't think it's that's going to be tough to talk. That's going to be really But they got a lot of good cameos lined up. Uh, I, know. Well, I have been patiently waiting for this for a long time and I I'm about to call up Hollywood and be like, what the hell? Is it next summer? Is it supposed to be coming know. out? Maybe. That is also not confirmed. But. <laughs> we cannot confirm that you're on the podcast either and I'm pissed. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> got... Only slightly off topic talking about that, uh, I have LeBron potentially ADD, the Connor, goat. So, hey, that's okay. Some, hey, I just wanted to say that someone else that just perfectly deserves to be in the goat discussion, Terrence Ferguson. What? Is he a goat farmer? He No. Okay, maybe he's not the greatest player of all time, and I also very much doubt that he's a goat farmer, though that's also unconfirmed. Steven Adams might be pregnant. He might be a goat farmer. Hamadou Diallo <laughs> What's might be going dead. On on this LeBron. <laughs> we we have so, so many rumors. None of them so are confirmed. Many <laughs> rumors. Uh, but yeah, Ferguson this had, is a, all coming from had a had a quietly good game tonight. Yeah, uh, he wasn't he wasn't standing out. He was the lowest scoring. Uh, starter tonight with 11 points but still got up in that double digits hit three of five from three but i really saw some nice flashes from him on the offensive end that i liked a lot of good cutting he was uh actually often we don't think of him as much of a creator because in general he's not that guy that has the ball in his hand setting right. his teammates up but the thunder overall as a team had a really good game moving the ball tonight and ferguson uh had a few plays where he really looked like he was his vision looked very much improved, or it looked better than a lot of the stuff that we've seen from him this season. Uh, finding guys crashing hard to the rim. I think Adam's on one or two of them. And, yeah, so I really like the, this game out of Terrence Ferguson. On the other end, uh, he's facing off against LeBron James. That's tough to do. Uh, he's definitely undersized compared to LeBron. Yeah, bank. Most guys are. He's a twig. Yeah. So he did a decent job for checking him, I think, especially in the first half. And you can only do so much to slow him down. LeBron obviously had a really That's good true. game, as he does pretty much every night. Uh, and down the stretch, we ended up seeing not really Terrence Ferguson guarding him, but Danilo Gallinari kind of got the call to match up with LeBron James after starting the game on Anthony Davis. Yeah. So we, the, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder brought in Danilo Gallinari to be their offensive superstar. And uh, he's maybe not superstar. That's a that's a strong word. I like it. Although I did just crown, I did just put Terrence Ferguson in the goat conversation. Yeah, so what, what the, the heck? Hell? What the heck? It doesn't matter. He's it's a, a Friday superstar. Night. Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything's possible. No. <laughs> Brady is such a pessimist. God. He's over here doing like Get back in your corner. <laughs> back in your corner, Brady. Anyways. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Where were we? Brady wanted us to talk about the third quarter. Talking about the third quarter. So we probably should. This did not go well. Um, were they able to pull themselves out of the trench? Yes. And that was pretty impressive because they ended the quarter at 106-103, which wasn't gruesome. No. But I think that is when they faced a 15-point deficit at one point. And yep. if you're going to do that, 
in the third quarter against the Lakers, I don't care how far out you pull yourself from that hole, you still dug yourself in that hole, and that's going to be very gruesome. For sure. I mean, it's a pattern that the Thunder have kind of been in for a lot of a lot of games this season. Uh, as we know, the Thunder have fought had a lot of really, really close losses, um, a lot of really close games overall. I think this was their seventh or eighth loss by five points or less, which is the most in the league by a few games. So that's definitely something notable. And a big part of the reason is that they're putting themselves in these third quarter holes and it just takes so much for them to dig out of it. And then they never have quite enough to get over that hump and finish the game. Uh, Tonight, the Thunder went into halftime with a two-point lead. Some really good scoring throughout the first half, especially I think the ball movement was excellent. They had 16 assists in the first half, which would have been on pace for their uh, season high in assists. The third quarter, they come out and... Shea Gilgis-Alexander talked about it. Uh, I was in the Lakers locker room and talked about it with both Danny Green and LeBron had this to say, is that the pace was really the difference to start off the third quarter. Uh, the Lakers came out and really tried to push the ball. That's where they feel like they thrive, and you know the numbers say that they thrive when they are trying to play quickly as opposed to just sitting around in the half court where you know they're still effective because they have superstars. But when they get out and run, it really puts pressure on a team like the Thunder, and they really couldn't keep up for the first six minutes. Uh, there was kind of a flip when they got down 15 and about the halfway point in the third quarter is where we saw the switch. And that was mostly credited to uh, the change in the change back in pace. The Thunder really tried to take control of the ball, slow it down, make sure they're not committing any turnovers, make sure there's really getting back on defense, especially off of long rebounds. And after that change in pace sort of happened, the game started to slow down a little bit for them. We saw a nice uh, run of threes where Gallinari hit a few. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had one. Uh, and that got them right back into the game. They they got to the line a little bit more, and they kind of got back to them, their first half selves and cut down the lead really, really quickly. So the third quarters overall for Thunder have de- have generally been really bad this season. Uh, they've been, I think, overall their their like margin their average margin is they lose each third quarter by five or six points which is like bottom three in the league nice and i think the other couple teams that are down there with them are like some some of the worst overall like the knicks and (laughs) the knicks that's that's all you need to say if if you're if you're in being compared at all to the knicks in any way it's probably not a great sign like oh geez yeah Uh, no just bad third quarter but i mean yeah because especially with a team like los angeles these guys are going to take advantage of every little mishap that you're going to do. And mm-hmm. so I really think that's exactly what they did when they did pull ahead at 15 points at one point. That was yeah. just – that's really hard to dig yourself out of. And I think it's just become such a trend and such a pattern that people are expecting it. And you don't want to give fans like a reason to just be so down on you when a certain point of the game comes up. Yeah. And I think especially – uh, for the Thunder right now, they're really going to have to do a lot to prove that they are able to match energy in the third quarter. They're able to come out of halftime and pull all of that energy that they had in the first half and apply it to the second half because it's just been one game after another where the Thunder get out there, they get down real bad because they just cannot bring the heat, they can't bring the energy out of halftime, but then they scratch and they claw and they come back and then the fourth quarter is just a nail-biter, but so far, guys... I think the Philadelphia game is probably the only successful nail biter these guys have been able yeah. to accomplish so far this year, and that's prob- that's not good. Yeah, they t- they had like perfect execution in that 76ers game, and we just have not been seeing that uh, on the other end. Their defense overall tonight, I thought, was pretty solid. Down to close the fourth quarter, um, they had 
a lot of times where LeBron James kind of looked like he was going iso ball towards the end of the game, and the Thunder did a really good job of walling that up, sending multiple defenders to get those stops. And on the other end, it was kind of kind of an interesting finish for the Thunder. So they are down by three points with 16 seconds left after a couple free throws hit by the Lakers. They're down three points. Uh, they come down. Instead of choosing to go for the three-pointer to tie up the game, Chris Paul takes it to the rim and manages to finish. So now they're down one point. They need to foul the Lakers again. They go for the quick turnover, but they need to foul the Lakers again. Get them back on the foul line. Anthony Davis knocks it down again, back down three points. And then with like 10 seconds left, they give the ball to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He gets it. He gets a little bit of momentum going against his defender. I think it was Danny Green. He has an opportunity to move the ball or get into a step back or call for a pick and roll. There's plenty of time for him to not rush a shot. He chooses to turn the corner and get to the rim. I think that's his natural instinct. He's really, really good at finishing at the rim, really good with that scoop shot. So that's what he wanted to go to. Uh, and that's what he did. Got all the way to the rim. He ended up scoring. But now there's only like eight seconds left and mm -hmm. you're down three and there's no timeouts. And they had they, they fouled the Lakers with four seconds left. They made them both down three, and they have to do like a full court inbounds pass, and they don't even get a shot off. So I don't know. I don't necessarily want to pin. Obviously, the loss as as a whole is not pinned on Shea Gilgis Alexander. He had an excellent game overall, uh, but down the down the stretch, there's really just been, and it's happened consistently in each game where there's just been some questionable moments where you're not quite sure if the Thunder's mentality. Or if they really have it fully figured out what they need to be doing down the stretch, what actions they need to be going to. And in this case, it was just a matter of knowing that you don't have any timeouts, knowing what how much time is left on the clock. And that, that situation that they put themselves in, they really didn't have much of a chance to win. So, you right. know, it's a learning experience for Shea. He's a young guy still figuring out. Uh, and it wasn't the costly mistake of the game, but it definitely, you know, kind of took them out of it at the very end, took away their their last shot at victory, which is right. unfortunate. Yeah, and, like, the big thing with them is that if they weren't having such third-quarter woes, they wouldn't be put in that situation to begin with because they've had so many games this season where it does come down to exactly what Connor was just talking about, just they have to make the right moves at the right time, the right plays. Mm -hmm. They have to really rely on the right shots going in, and that's not always going to happen. So the only reason that they are in those situations is because they let that third quarter slip away from them. If they would have matched that energy, I really feel like this could have been a completely different game. So that's just going to be a big thing they're going to have to tighten up is just that third quarter because don't put yourself in these horrible like crunch time situations if you're not going to be able to pull yourself out of them. Yeah. And so that's just been the big thing that I've noticed. And it all goes, goes back to the third quarter when you let it slip. So mm -hmm. just don't do it, y'all. Yeah. And I, I mean... This was still a pretty good game overall. It oh, came yeah, it right down to game. the wire, as most Thunder games have. Um, Could have been worse. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a lot of positives to take from it as well. Uh, the the veterans overall, Chris Paul had a solid game. Steven Adams, who said, had a season high. He was solid, but didn't didn't do much for us on the defensive end. He was mostly stuck on JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard and didn't really take much of the responsibility in guarding Anthony Davis, who... Uh, previously, he's kind of shown that he's not really capable right now of guarding those quicker forward centers like Anthony Davis is. And obviously, Anthony Davis is hard to stop regardless, but Steven Adams really, they didn't trust him too much to do that. And with Nerlens out, there wasn't a guy to go to for that. Uh, but what, I, what I've been meaning to get to is that the young guys had overall a really solid game. Mm -hmm. Shea Gilgis-Alexander uh, has started to do it on a night-in, night-out basis, and tonight was no different. 
He was 10 of 18 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3. He finished with 24 points and got it going with the assists a little bit with four of them, seven rebounds as well. And, you know, he was really getting to the rim almost at will. And when he did it, he was doing a really good job of picking his spots, picking his angles, uh, being the, the thing I mentioned it earlier, but the thing I really like about him is his patience. He gets downhill, beats his guy, and finds himself like facing off against Anthony Davis or Dwight Howard, right, protecting the rim. And instead of rushing up a shot or trying to bump into him and get a foul, he gathers himself, gets the ball under control, gives him a head fake, gives him a ball fake until he's able to find that angle to get a bucket or able to find a cutting teammate for another layup. And he did that multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. times throughout this game, and he just looked really, really good overall. And then uh, Darius Baisley, we already talked about Hamadou Diallo a little bit. Darius Baisley had a solid game coming off the bench, only about 14 minutes, but he was 4 or 5 on the field and knocked down a 3 as well. Uh, He looked really good, slashed into the rim. He had a nice putback. He had a couple of dunks, I think, where he drove to the rim really aggressively and confidently. And yeah, just a basically a, a pretty mistakeless game from Baisley, it looked like, for the most part. And that's really what you want from him is just, you know, go out there, do what you can. Don't need to be an offensive superstar or focal point, but take care of business. And mm-hmm. he looked really good. And there was one play in specific where all three of those guys kind of connected to each other in this little triangle action uh, with Shea Gilgis. Had this beautiful cross-court pass all the way to Baisley in the opposite corner. Baisley, you know, brought his defender in and then gave a quick pass to Hamadou Diallo, who hit a free-throw line jumper. And seeing those three guys in connection, I think, was really beautiful because I think that's kind of the future of this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's something that we see a lot more down the road. Well, hopefully it's something they see Monday night because, guys, oh, yeah. they still haven't won a road game. Oh, but God. I swear to God, if this is not the perfect opportunity for them to do it, <sighs> the one. I don't know what is because they're facing the Warriors on Monday in oh San Francisco. I almost said Oakland. Oh, no. Uh, they're in San Francisco now. So they are headed back to California to face the Warriors on Monday. This really should be a road win. I don't know. Who knows? The Warriors are horrible. They're just horrible right now. And so I swear if they cannot get this road win, they'll have another opportunity against your friend and mine, Carmelo Anthony and the (laughs) Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday where they will play um, in Portland that game too. So they're going to have two road games before they return home. And both of those teams are behind them in the standings right now. Right, yeah. yeah. Portland's a really good team, obviously, but you know, both of those are definitely winnable games. They are. They've, yeah. I have no idea where I was going with that. But, yes, they're very <laughs> winnable games right now just because the Warriors are really lacking right now. They have a bunch of hurt players. All their superstars are hurt. And now they have a roster of guys that I've never even heard their names. <laughs> Mostly g Except for, like, <laughs> Willie Cauley-Stein. <laughs> but um, also the Portland Trailblazers right now are struggling, too. I don't know where Dame is right now with his back spasms, but he might be fixed by Wednesday. Who knows? Uh, Carmelo Anthony, though, superstar. He might be on a revenge tour against Oklahoma City. I'm I mean, I would scared. if I were him kind of scared that so that's gonna, gonna be fun that's gonna be something that we're definitely gonna tune into i believe brady and myself are on the post game show for the warriors on monday so congrats you get to listen to us again that's so exciting and poor <laughs> she, she didn't know she was working <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and hop off this podcast now and uh that's gonna be that's really gonna do it for us the gotta... Thunder are not gonna be back home until friday the 29th which is the day after thanksgiving so when you're full fat and happy uh, then we can do that, and we will be back in the peak for the Pelicans to come to town. So come hang out time. with us. That'll be a good time. But, yeah, I guess that's going to wrap it up from us. Uh, that is Brady Transom. You've heard in the back. Thanks, Brady, for sitting around and working out with us. You got a quick uh, quick 20 push-ups. I'm proud of you. It was awesome. He's sweating his ass off right now. It's 
Oh, you did 60? No, he... He's, Brady did 100. Brady did 100 push-ups. He's holding a gun to my head. Trying to say <laughs> that. I saw you, dude. You did 20 half push-ups. Like, we'll, we'll call it 10. He's a, he's a writer, not a push-upper. He is... All right. That... Well, yep. We, I'm so sorry. We, we, we were trying to end it. No, y'all are good. So, yeah. So, I guess for uh, Brady Trantham and Connor Ayubi, this is Madison Morris, and thanks for listening to our podcast tonight. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Ew, Brady.